Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, welcome back to Shudder, or not Shudder, Tremble. <laughs> I mean, we sponsored by Shudder, so go use TremblePod and get your Shudder trial. And then that was watch a good it. way. That was a good way to just throw it in there to just, start. Just try to save my botched opening on that one. <laughs> you can tell I haven't done this in a while, because I right? need that rhythm, right? So I get back and I'm like, welcome to Shudder. Ah, no, we're not Shudder. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a while since we recorded because the last time mm-hmm. we recorded was before I went to Seattle, and that was like a little bit less than a month ago. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. been a while since we recorded. So yeah, so so much like just to peel the curtain back, so much so that I forgot we were recording today. <laughs> like I got I get the text and I'm like, and then it's just like frantic, like oh fuck. <laughs> I mean, Luckily, we're tackling two classics, so... Yeah, I rewatched them this weekend. You've seen them before, so it worked out. Oh, well. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, one of these movies holds up, and the other one, not so much. Um, yeah. Figure out which is which, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, no Taylor this week, by the way. She's out sick, but I will say, Taylor Taylor came to uh, an event that my fiance was hosting and uh, got to hang out with Taylor for most of the day and her husband, Riley, and it was a lot of fun. So. Oh, that's awesome. It was that's nice awesome. to do some IRL tremble hangouts. Um, no doubt. I have uh, FOMO, so. Well, it was funny because Taylor's mom was was there too, and she's like, you guys have to do a live episode when you're do- having your wedding. I'm like, that would be the dream. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd be into uh, that. So, but yeah, uh, and then go check out um, Taylor's husband's stickers. I put them all over my water bottle, and they, I keep getting a lot of admiration for them. So, I think it's Lump Wizard on on Instagram. So go check that out. Nice. A little shout out for that. Um, if but, if we were to do horror, if we were to do a tremble episode at your wedding, it would have it would be like wedding horror. No, yeah, that would have to be the theme, right? Right, like. The bride with um, Sting and Jessica Beale, or Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer Beale. Yeah. Or um, we've already done Bride of Reanimator, so you can't do that one. Couldn't do that one, no. Um, what was that recent terrible like vampire one that they give it away in the trailer? Came out like last year, I want to say, summer, I, I end of summer. Can't remember. What was we it? Could, it the Invitation. That. The Invitation. Probably. Assessment, right? Yeah. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, you could do too. You could do Bride of Frankenstein for sure. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be solid. Some, some old school uh, uh, monster film. Yeah, Brides of Blood from '68. That's another good. Oh movie. shit! Wow. Yeah. It would be niche stuff. It would be like digging deep. Bride of Chucky. <laughs> Bride of Chucky. Actually, that's fucking perfect, isn't it? Yeah, that would be. That would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, well, look out for that. And if you know that we're, if you see that we're doing a biting themed episode, you'll know, 
you'll know why. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, for this week at least, we're talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the one from 1978, because there's a few versions of this movie, I think. Uh, there's like one from 54, I want to say. I don't mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know if they ever remade it after that. I want to say there was one in the 2000s, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But No, I, the Abel Ferrero one is the last one I know of. Okay. Which is probably good. Just end it on the 78 version, because that one is just perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one we're talking about. So there we go. I uh, will say people sleep on because the Bell Ferrer one is just called Body Snatchers, and I think people sleep on that one a bit. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's the one from 1956. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this this one, the Sutherland one, especially with that thing that is like meme and GIF synonymous now. Yeah. The, um. The whole oh thing. no! Wait. We're we're both wrong because there was a Daniel Craig and uh, Nicole Kidman version I in the two thousands, two thousand five. I, I want to say it was just called the Invasion, and I want to say it was, um, I I think there was like a creative conflict in the making of that film mm. because I think it's credited to um the guy that did the experiment, uh, German uh, Oliver Hirschbagel. Um, and then, um, the producers had, cause it was produced by Joel Silver and the, the, uh, village roadshow company. Okay. Um, and he was replaced in post-production and to reshoot the entire third act by, um, the Wachowski's guy that did uh, V for Vendetta. Okay. Um, James McTeague. So that mo- the movie was like so hampered in post-production and everything. And then when it came out, it just flopped. And just wasn't very good. I forgot it came out. I knew there. I was. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there was one that came out in 2000. Yeah. Uh, 2007. I'm looking at it now. Wow. Yeah. So, and they haven't tried it since. So, not even in like series form. Like HBO could probably do a pretty damn good limited series. Ooh, yeah, that would be fun. Or fuck, even like Hulu or any. Yeah, but, I think Warner yeah. Brothers own the rights, so yeah, we're probably. Yeah, so it would HBO. be a max. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. I would be down. Yeah, I'd be down. I would totally be down. Yeah. And even if they said it, in the, like, if they did it, like, a 70s set one. Yeah. If they, like, tried to, like, they wanted to, like, pay homage. Because, I mean, we're about to get into it, but this is a damn good version. Yeah. I think this might be my favorite version. I think I might have yeah. seen the 2007 movie, but, like, way back when I came out, probably. Uh, and I've seen the 56 or 54 version. can't remember which year it came out, but, yeah. That one's okay, but it's like most movies in the 50s. It's very talky, and uh, mm-hmm. the action's not quite there. This one, like, it's got some pretty good action. Some pretty good scares, too. Yeah, and it was written by W.D. Richter, who did, like, uh, Big Trouble in Little China and um, um, Bakuru Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of really good uh, movies to their name. Yes, and a young Jeff Goldblum. Yes, very young. Like, almost unrecognizable. Um, but what is this movie even about? Even though, really, it's in the title. But uh, this, <laughs> this remake of this classic horror film is set in San Francisco. Matthew Bennell assumes that when a friend complains of her husband's strange mood, it's a marital issue. However, he begins to worry as more people report similar observations. His concern is confirmed when writer Jack Belisek 
and his wife discover a mutated corpse. Besieged by an invisible enemy, Benel must work quickly before the city is consumed. This is yeah. like pure like genre filmmaking too. And uh, I mean Philip Kaufman's the the director on this one. Uh yeah. who I mean what's Philip Kaufman's big claim to fame? Well, I mean he kind of was one of the creators of the Indiana Jones characters. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just like massively important to to film. Uh but I mean this is I'd say this is one of like probably one of his first great accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did the great Northfield Minnesota raid before it, which is like a really solid Western with Cliff Robertson. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think even with like, cause he did the right stuff. He did unbearable lightness of being like, there was a bunch of great films. He did rising sun. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard to, it's hard to eclipse this film. Cause it's, I mean, even because when I rewatched it years ago, it still held up. And that was like probably around when that remake we talked about in 2007. Um, and it's just such a damn solid movie. And, and all the reveals still work. They still work so well. Yeah, it, uh, it's still a very effective film for what it is. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, but what's the the first time you watched it? Was that around when the two thousand seven mm, movie came out? No, I would probably say somewhere in the maybe the early nineties, and I remember seeing it and not knowing, kind of like coming into it while while it was already playing. I remember my uh, my aunt was watching it, and I didn't know what it was until way later into the film. Okay, and. Uh, yeah, it definitely left a mark on me. Like it, it's it's a very striking looking film. It's very well shot, mm-hmm. and I just remember it just being creepy as hell. Yeah, um, I caught this on like the Sci Fi Channel or one of those like TV channels back in the day. And the funny thing is, is like I don't think they edited that much of it. Uh, like some movies, when you edit for TV, you got to take out a lot just to make it pe- like PG or whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember like most of it made it in because uh, this is my first time rewatching it since then and I'm like yeah this still this still holds up this is still really good mm-hmm. that's great seeing like people like Leonard Nimoy in this Donald Sutherland Jeff Goldblum like actors that now you know we know from so many other things but you see them in this and it's like it's weird to see a movie with Jeff Goldblum as like a little side character where it's mm-hmm. like that's Jeff Goldblum he's such a big actor nowadays so yeah, and and I mean like, and sci-fi horror like royalty. I mean, because only a year later, Veronica Cartwright would be an alien. Yeah. Right. So like, she kind of like solidified herself as a genre actress pretty damn quick with two like really great horror sci-fi's. Yeah. Uh, right. We got a couple emails. Oscar says the dog with the human face scene is one of the single most underrated scenes in any horror movie ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was definitely going to mention that one, that's a good one at some point in here. That's, I mean, that that's, it's such, it just, it's one of those things, especially as, as when you're younger, when you watch it, it's something that gets burned into your brain. There, there's certain cinema frames and that's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, 
All right. Uh, and then Norman says, classic 70s horror at its finest. Yep. Nothing much to say. I just agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just, and, and like quintessential paranoia horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and any horror that involves identity and stuff is just, I don't know. I think I feel like it's immediately um, relatable. Yeah. Cause and it all, makes that much more terrifying. Especially nowadays where like identity theft is such a thing. Like mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. Uh, it would have still been, uh, still would have been back then. But uh, yeah. yeah. So the idea that someone steals your identity and then you're just erased from this uh, earth. That's, that's pretty pretty shocking so uh right um all right best line in this movie do you have a favorite quote oh boy i mean some of the exposition scenes are really really well handled like i i just think i really enjoy the script of this one um i like the mr tong line of no no she's all right she's she better now much better now (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a line that Jack says where he says, Here I am, you pod bastards. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Right? Or that it's a big conspiracy. What's a conspiracy? Everything. Which is like a a great, like, especially if you put the gold blum spin on that line. Mm -hmm. Just delivery is everything and and i mean sutherland is really really great um i i feel like we're we're kind of omitting brooke adams a bit she's really solid in this film too yeah uh, as as elizabeth um but uh yeah i mean you got two actors that chew scenery like nobody's business in donald sutherland i mean donald sutherland at like a peak donald sutherland time um and then jeff goldblum as he's just kind of establishing um his mark in cinema because there's nobody like him yeah all right uh oh i also want to say too uh because we're getting to best performance now i do appreciate that all these actors can do that very like wide open mouth <laughs> so well in this movie I'm right like, i'm like it's it can't be an easy thing to pull off because you must think in your mind how silly you look but well but it's still so distorted looking yeah. Even though it's just like something like simple, yeah, there's something distorted about it that, especially the shot of Brooke Adams, mm-hmm. that one is really disconcerting. And and like I said, when when I said before that the shocks still come come through, the reveal on Donald Sutherland is still chilling. Yeah, like I don't know, I really I really like it. And of course, that's the shot that people always take from this film. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I totally adore it. So good. Alright. Um, Can I also say that San Francisco is like a perfect place to set this story too? Oh, 100%. Like, I really like that setting around it. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. With what they're doing, so. Um, okay. Best performance. There's so many great performances in this. It's yeah. I'm probably just going to go cliched, and I know people might be disappointed, but I'm probably just going to say Donald Sutherland. Yeah, I mean, also, too, like, this might... Like, I think of, like, what actor in this probably, like, this is their best well-known movie, and I think for Donald Sutherland, this is it. Like, I know he's yeah. doing other things, but, like... Well, for sure. 
for sure. But a lot of my favorite performances, like like I'll put like "Don't Look Now," yeah, is another one as far as like leading man goes. But I mean, a, a lot of my favorite performances of his are just where he's supporting. I like Backdraft. Yeah, like I love his his role, his performance in that film. But I mean, he's incredibly <laughs> like he's only what in that film for like ten minutes, right? So it's like yeah. Um, but as far as leading leading material goes, yeah, in, invasion for sure. Yeah, like anyways, and mash. He's big in the Hunger Games, like you know, probably yeah. a lot of younger generation know him from Hunger Games. But like, yeah, that's which is make me fucking sad because those <laughs> last the last two movies put me to sleep. So, um, but yeah, that kind of makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, but it's um, yeah, I I. I think this is, like, probably his most well-known thing. Like, obviously, Leonard Nimoy, you can probably point to Star Trek, either the movies or the show, and uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, The Fly, and other stuff. Even Veronica Cartwright, probably, like, Alien. Um, yep. Other stuff. But, like, yeah, Donald Sutherland, like, this this movie, I think, really, for me, when I think of Donald Sutherland, I think of him in this movie. So, even though it's very close, and I think a lot of people do a lot of great jobs in this, uh, I think his is probably, yeah the best mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool um and then best kill in this i mean there's not a whole lot of I... kills in this <clears throat> this is a hard yeah and, and i was i was wrestling with this one too because like yeah there really isn't like something i could point to in this one there's every uh, all the deaths are just off-screen assume assumptions because the way this movie has to play is on the slide on, on the sleight of hand is on switching people out with these pod people so yeah. it's not it doesn't really lend itself to that category too well and no. yeah that's why it falls off the template uh, yeah like i think there's like the there's like one the last time you see Leonard nimoy's character before he's switched over i would say it's like a little terrifying but yeah you yeah you don't really know too much of what happens so no uh, okay. Uh, and then dumbest decision. Uh, but how how really do you act? Like, what's really the smartest way to act in a situation like this that you're unprepared for? Yeah, like I think this movie kind of, in a way, gets away from that because, in a way, mm-hmm. it's like. How is it a dumb decision? They're walking into a situation they're unaware of, and they're kind of adjusting to things on the fly. This isn't like a slasher movie where it's like, why'd you go outside when you know your friends are getting murdered? Yeah. Something stupid like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I'm also going to skip over that one, just like Buzzkill, because I don't think this movie lends itself to dumb decisions. No, no. it's, It's very... Yeah, exactly. It's... How do you prepare for this? I I could make the same decisions as well, right? Yeah. Um, okay. I think it's time to score this movie. What would you give this movie a score of? Uh, this is a 9 out of 10 for me. Um, it's still... Um, like I, I've been kind of praising it all episode, it's still effective. Um, it's still well shot. Like, I, I think... Um, like I said, like every other movie has just been playing second fiddle to it whenever they've tried to remake it. 
Um, and I think it's revered to the sense that I, I think it's like almost a mistake to remake it. And I think that's that's definitely what Warner Brothers learned in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Body Snatchers in 94 is such a banger, but I think it's a banger on that kind of 90s filter mm-hmm. in which it was shot and it kind of separates itself. And also the pod stuff's really cool in that one. So, um, but they all got to bow to the master, which is the 78 version from Kaufman. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, yeah, it's it's always nice when we do these two two people episodes, but then I'm also like that sucks because it also means that Taylor's not here. So yeah, and it's always they're they're always a little more condensed because we don't have the three viewpoints to go through. It's just you and me. I think when there's three of us, we're almost exactly at thirty minutes. And it's funny because with two of us, we're around twenty. It's, it's like <laughs> literally two thirds of the time. It's in and out. Yeah. It's in and out quick. <laughs> I've actually had no? a lot of people compliment us on our short like episode lengths because there are some uh, podcasts that get to be like an hour or two hours and like sometimes you yeah. don't have time for that in your life maybe just sometimes a quick little 20 minute thing 30 minute thing is enough all you need in your day so yeah. well the other show I do um, after the credits some our episodes are over an hour mm-hmm. generally um, but it's also us trying to cram in like a month worth worth of movies and stuff like that and and as well as focus on a main film so yeah 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 it, it, rather rather than our focus and approach of just like one movie and whatever tangents that we go off during such movie so and uh yeah what was the name of that podcast again after the uh, the show's yeah, the show's called After the Credits. I do it with uh, Marina, Melissa, and Bill, uh, and it's a monthly show. I think the next one we're going to be recording uh, is going to be kind of the mid-year uh, look back at the films. What's the best? Uh, what's where the must-see films to go see um, or to I know rent and stream? Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh, uh, I'm seeing it Tuesday, so I, I haven't. Uh, but by the time we record, I would have seen it. So it's. So good. Uh, I can't probably wait. my movie of the year. I've seen some people complain about it, and I just don't understand. I'm like, no, this is this is good. Um, yeah, I I've been in. I saw it like uh, almost two weeks ago, and yeah, it's it's really good. Tom Cruise is like hitting a stride in his career where he knows how to entertain you from top to bottom. So. Oh, it sounded really sexual. Uh, and now that I say that, I regret saying that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good. And I can also see why he fell in love with Haley Atwell, apparently. So, um, yeah. Um, by the way, Steve, where's your? Uh, where where can people find you on the internet? You got your Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, uh, I am at the Steve Dead on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. Yeah. Now we're gonna throw that one in there. Um, I'm also on uh, Letterboxd, and I believe under uh, Steeple Dead as well. Uh, you can also find my website, stevestebbing.ca, and uh, I'm on The Shift with Shane Hewitt as well as that other podcast uh, after the credits, but I'm on The Shift, which is uh, r- the actual factual radio, uh, which is uh, nationwide in 10 different markets across Canada, so just kind of check the Chorus Entertainment radio to find your local listings on that one 
Uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Yeah, I'm over at ThreeRingRingers.com. We're almost every other day. We've got some content going up. And, uh, yeah. Uh, aside from that, um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, and uh, Film Critic Kurt on there. I'm also Film Critic Kurt on um, Threads as well. So go check me out on Threads. Uh, I've been like slowly moving away from Twitter because every time I go to post something on Twitter, it's it, like the app crashes or it fails to post. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with Twitter, but it's turned into a gong show. I think it's going to die. I, I, this I this is the so. death rattle, right? Like I'm not even because I post um, I post like anniversary things all the time on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I? Is there a point to doing this anymore? Should I just move to threads now? Probably. I mean, yeah. I posted when I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie on opening weekend. And for some reason, I forgot to... I didn't realize that the tweet didn't post. And it posted yesterday. Really? Like, yeah. And then I saw that it posted and I was getting likes on it. I'm like, why am I getting likes on this like month-old tweet? Because I saw Super Mario like when it came out. And it just finally posted. So I don't know where that tweet has been living for like the last few months, but it wasn't on my feed. So, yeah, Twitter's just a gong show right now. It's just like, I, I can't imagine people are going to be sticking around. But Threads is great. Threads is a very positive community so far. I've been loving it. It's, yeah. Uh, people, are, people are a lot nicer on Threads than they are on Twitter. And there haven't been a whole lot of bots on Threads so far. I say that, but watch, there's going to be bots, but what can you do? Um, yeah. Uh, well, until next time when we talk about the Stepford Wives, for better or for worse. Bye for now.